Welcome to the Alex Kennedy Podcast, brought to you by BasketballNews.com. NBA free agency is underway, and we have a ton of coverage on BasketballNews.com. Be sure to check that out for analysis of all the big moves, rumors, rankings, everything you need to follow free agency is on the site. So be sure to check that out. Today, we aren't talking free agency, and that's because I am joined by a special guest. He is an NBA Hall of Famer. He is a seven-time All-Star, a two-time scoring champion. My guest is the great Tracy McGrady. T-Mac, what's up, man? How are you? Doing well, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing great. And I want to say I'm proud of you, man. This one's basketball league is so cool. I love the idea. And you, you recently called this season a proof of concept season. And I think you've shown that this is a, a you know great success. What has this inaugural season been like for you? And what have you learned about running a league? It's It's been... A lot of fun, man. A lot of fun, a lot of joy. Um, it's a great fun to watch these guys play every weekend. Um, I told them I, I have become a fan. And, you know, before, you know, creating this league, um, I had all the confidence that, you know, there's a, a, a ocean of untapped talent out there that I think people would be thrilled and, and entertained by, you know, when they see their skill set. And my guys have, you know, shown exactly that they have been competitive. Uh, these guys are highly skilled. Um, so it's, it's just been fun. I, I think in terms of, you know, running a league, it takes a team that knows what the hell they're doing to run this league. It takes some very intelligent people. It takes some patience. Um, but all in all, I, I think, you know, where we are today and what I thought about, you know, back in August, I've over exceeded the expectations for this league. Yeah. The ones basketball league finals are set for July 15th and 16th in Las Vegas, 22 players competing for a 250 K prize pretty exciting. I know the big three has had success signing a bunch of former NBA stars, uh, some international stars as the OBL grows. Are you hoping to add former NBA or NCAA stars to the mix too? No NBA players. I mean, for my league, I don't want NBA players with two or more years uh, experience mm. for these guys that have been told they're not good enough, um, has some doors shut on them. And uh, but still has to me, I believe, has, you know, uh, a great skill set that we can sit down and enjoy for two and a half hours. And I have 22 of those guys that have proven that that concept uh, is true. And uh, these guys are the ones that's going to make the league go around and then come back next season and, and hopefully a season after that. But um, no NBA players for me. That's that's not, you know, what I want to see. I want to see those guys that you know, was told they, they're not good enough and, and, and didn't get those, those opportunities that I'm providing for them. That's awesome. I like that. Uh, during your prime, let's say, you know, 2002, 2004, that range, you made the game just look so effortless. You would score 40 points on an elite defender, make it look like nothing. looks so easy. At that time, how many people on the planet are beating Tracy McGrady one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, it's not many. <laughs> it, is, it is not many. I mean, but we are talking about professionals. Scores, uh, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, Allen Iverson, um, you know, LeBron. We're, we're talking about some professional elite talent. So, um, 
I'm a realist. You know, will will I beat some of those guys? Absolutely. Will they beat me? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> we all going to take some L's. Steph Curry's record-breaking three-pointer, Jason Tatum's buzzer-beating alley-oop, John Morant's poster dunk, NBA Top Shot is where the greatest moments from NBA history are turned into officially licensed digital collectibles. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards and made it easier to buy, sell, and collect by removing the hassle of grading, shoeboxes, and shipping fees. You can buy or sell moments in a few clicks and access them at any time on your phone or computer. Your collection is always at your fingertips. Start collecting Top Shot moments in any way you want. Collect rookie moments from future stars like Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham. Collect throwback moments from former NBA stars like Shaq and Allen Iverson. Or collect moments from your favorite team to gain access to exclusive perks. Grab your starter pack today and Top Shot will give you $20 back to start your collection and pick up some of your favorite moments in the marketplace. Go to about.nbatopshot.com slash bballnews and get in the game today. That's about.nbatopshot.com slash bballnews. I love uh, your relationship with Kobe Bryant. You know, during your prime, there was an intense debate between who's better, Kobe or T-Mac. You know, I was a T-Mac fan. I grew up in Land Lake, so, you know, big Orlando Magic fan. I had the wristbands, the shirt, the shorts, so I was yeah. team T-Mac all the way. Uh, but that was a, a real debate that was raging back then. And I'm curious, uh, you guys started as rivals and then later became, you know, really good friends, had a close relationship. What are some of your favorite Kobe Bryant stories? Um, man, I, I think just, you know, being in Paris with him, um, seeing his work ethic, uh, getting a good feel for who Kobe is, was, uh, a guy that always try to one up, be one up on anybody that he's in competition with. Um, I found that he was very intelligent, um, just really had things figured out at an early age. Like he's such, such incredible uh, way of just seeing life and, and, and how he saw things. It was I mean, just to sit down and have those conversations with him, man. And, you know, I stayed with him and his parents um, back when I was 18 years old. And all he did was watch, you know, these tapes, whether it's karate flicks, whether it's Michael Jordan, home uh, grown movies, like come play with me. I mean, come fly with me, playground. Yeah. Um, love, love karate flicks, though. And. Just to just to be around that man and, and you know, go through his career and, and what he became just a, an icon and such an inspiration to a generation of, of, of people. He was on my podcast a few years ago and I asked him about his impact on the next generation of players, you know, how so many of today's players grew up watching him. And the same can be said for you. There's a lot of current NBA players who loved your game and, and you know, you were their favorite player growing up. He said that when you're playing, you don't really think about that impact on the next generation. But as you get older, it really starts to mean a lot more. You want to help the next generation. It becomes more about ch chasing championships and, you know, accolades, things like that. Do you agree with that? As you got older, did you kind of uh, care more and more about your impact on the next generation? Absolutely. That's what I'm doing today. Um, when I was playing, no, I, I didn't care about, well, I, not that I didn't care. I wasn't aware of the mm. impact that I was having on the younger generation. I was just so focused on my craft and getting things done uh, for me and, and whatever team that I was playing for. Um, so I was in that moment. But yeah, after retirement and realizing, 
you know, hearing all these uh, the, the players coming out and saying how I inspired them was, you know, something that, you know, it, is, it, it feels good. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool feeling, man, to, to know that you inspired a lot of these guys that are, are playing in the game today. I mean, I got my inspiration from guys that played before me, so we just got to keep it going. But, you know, it's 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 pretty cool when I could get a text or a phone call from a guy and, and ask if he could come work out for me. And, you know, I'm always going to, you know, try to help our guys out. Um, I, I want to be, you know, affiliated with guys that want to learn and, and don't think they know too much about the game and always want to get better. So I, I love those type of guys. I interviewed, I interviewed you back in uh, 2013, and you said that the NBA shouldn't get rid of the age limit. In fact, you felt that they should make players spend two years in college so the league wouldn't be so young. Do you still feel that way? And if so, why? Well, do I feel I'm, I give you a biased opinion? No, I don't feel that way. I, I think players should come out of high school. That's my mm-hmm. bias. I think they should have the freedom to come out uh, solely because, you know, Major League Baseball does it. You can do it in tennis. Um, I think it's just a cultural thing, but that's another discussion. Um, but you look at in, in our era, Kobe, KG, myself, uh, LeBron, Dwight Howard, like these guys, that, that was the face of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, I know some guys that tried to make the jump that didn't, you know, pan out to, to be successful in the league. But, man. The guys that did was, you know, some guys that carried that torch when Michael Jordan uh, retired from the game of basketball. Um, the reason why I stand for a year or two now is because the league is so young. And I look at some of these teams that are are really good, but I think they're lacking a true veteran. There's a reason why Andre Iguodala is still with uh, the Golden State Warriors and may still be on that bench next year. And probably won't even play a minute. Um, there's a reason why you're done is Haslam is still in Miami, you know, and, and and don't get any playing time, but he's on that bench in a uniform. There's a reason for that, right? We need those type of guys around. This league is so young now. Your vets are what, 23 years old? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and we have seen so many of those vets pushed out for younger players, like even the two-way contracts and end of bench. It seems like just a ton of, high upside young players. So it's made it harder for a lot of veterans. So totally yeah. see what you were saying there. Um, which current players in the NBA, if any, remind you of yourself a bit? Uh, Paul George. I mean, Paul George and KD is always two guys that I refer to. Um, just being that height, being able to shoot, create, um, you know, being creative off the dribble. Uh, those two always come to mind when comparing, you know, myself. I have to ask you about your famous Adidas commercial with the Birdman song. I feel like a ton of fans love that ad. They still get nostalgic whenever they see it. I still see it pop up on Twitter every now and then. I think it's one of the coolest commercials of all time. Uh, what do you remember about shooting that? And were you surprised by the reaction? I mean, it became so big. Wow. Um, I remember the inspiration came from... Allen Iverson's commercial. Like he was the first to do that. I think he did it with Jadakiss. And I saw that commercial and I was like, it took me back. Like, man, that is such a cool commercial to combine, you know, hip hop with, you know, basketball, what we do. Um, and, you know, following the footsteps of, of what AI did, we, 
created something magical. Uh, got great, you know, response for that. And of course, you know, that, that, that Birdman soundtrack was just the icing on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> so good. This podcast is brought to you by Branded Bills, the best place online for premium headwear and apparel. Branded Bills has hundreds of designs available, including their popular state collection, where you can show your pride with hats, shirts, hoodies, and more for all 50 states. Are you a company looking to brand your business? Branded Bills also offers custom apparel options that can meet your brand standards with fast turnaround and shipping. To shop or learn more, visit brandedbills.com today. That's brandedbills.com. Growing up a Magic fan, uh, I've always wondered about the what if what if scenario. Tim Duncan signing with Orlando, Grant Hill staying healthy. I know you get asked about it a lot. I know you're always asked about oh what happened, and you know there's been plenty of talk about that. I'm just curious if you guys actually did team up that big three. How do you think you would have fared? How scary would that trio have been? Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking to someone that had the number one seed, you know, down three one. With no mm-hmm. other star, Grant Hill wasn't a part of that 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 um, that playoff team. Um, having a Grant, just I mean, having Grant Hill healthy, you know, I, I think we would have competed for a championship in the Eastern Conference. But Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, <laughs> T Mac, and Grant Hill, come on, bro, you you already know that's that's championships. The championships. Yeah, I totally agree. While we're on the topic of what if scenarios, you've talked about, you know, how you were nearly traded to the Chicago Bulls right before the 1997 NBA draft. I know, obviously, it fell apart. But at the time, you're coming out of high school. You're thinking you may play with Michael Jordan. What's going through your head at that time? That had to be crazy. That's exactly what I thought it was. I thought it was crazy. Um, Why would they want an 18-year-old high school kid and trade him for a top 50, you know, NBA Hall of Famer, a five-time NBA champion at the time, uh, Scotty Pippen. Like, it, I, I, Jerry Krause was just obsessed with me. I'll just throw that out there. Like, when I became a free agent in, in 1999-2000, Jerry Krause was at me trying to recruit me again. Um, there was just something that, you know, he loved about me. Uh, but as a as an eighteen year old kid getting traded for Scottie Pippen, too much pressure, too much pressure. Yeah, Didn't I feel bad sense. for for any kid in that scenario. No, That'd be crazy. Bad. Doesn't make sense. So whenever we talked uh, back uh, when you were on the Spurs in the two thousand thirteen NBA Finals, you had said, you know, Tim, you got to get me a, a ring. You talked about just all the, the ups and downs of your career and said, there's not many stars that have been through what I've been through. You talked about Grant Hill's injuries, going to Houston, finally getting a great running mate in Yao Ming. He has injuries. You dealt with your own injuries. Uh, how frustrating was that to you know have all the talent in the world and, and get these great running mates and then something just pops up? Like I don't think fans realize just how much luck or timing kind of factors into a person's career and the success that they can have. How frustrating was that kind of getting so far and then having a setback? You need luck to win in this league, bro. You know what I mean? And 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 I understand that. It's just I sometimes have the worst luck. Um, being healthy in Orlando and being there for four years and only playing 47 games with Grant Hill. You know, it's just bad timing. You know what I mean? Um going to Houston and having some of those runs with Yao. 
Um, and, and then when we have our runs and that we finally have a piece that I feel is going to take us to the next level when we got run our tests, it's like now it's time to compete for a championship because mm-hmm. our young guys are developed. We got veteran guys. We got Yao, T-Mac. Like we had everything that we needed to compete for a championship. But my knee is blown out. I'm done. I'm not the same player. So the, the, the timing and just bad luck at that time was just, I mean, it was very frustrating. I think, you know, the worst one was when we signed Ron Artest and I couldn't, you know, be who I was as a basketball player, play at that high level. That was the most frustrating and depressing time of my career. Sure. Um, you've had so much success since you left the NBA, though. You know, you uh, have been an agent. You've been in broadcasting. Now you have the Ones Basketball League. Of all the different things that you've tried post-NBA, what have, what's been the most fulfilling for you? Oh, no doubt this has been the Ones Basketball League. This has been my baby. Like, I look forward to going and see these guys play every weekend that we, we had. Um, I've become fans of theirs. It is great entertainment. I love the competition. Um, I love that these guys are going out and competing. I love hearing their stories about how this is really changing their lives. Like to me, that is everything, man, to sit and have these conversations with these guys and just, you know, understand uh, what it's doing for them, for their mental, um, just, you know, the opportunity, other opportunities that it's providing for them. To me, that is that is everything. And it's, it's pretty cool to, you know, to be around this and, and see these guys develop, um, you know, into something that is greater than what they possibly even thought. Thanks to Yerbe for sponsoring this episode. Yerbe is a naturally caffeinated energy drink that's made exclusively with recognizable plant-based ingredients. There's no sugar, calories, or sucralose, so you can feel great about what you're drinking. Get the energy you need without the jitters or crash. Check out yourbay.com for 10% off. That's yourbay.com for 10% off. I'm sure you've been asked this, but if you had to pick two players from NBA history to go one-on-one, what would be your dream one-on-one matchup? Or you can name more than one. What would be some matchups you'd like to see if we had a time machine, for example? I would love to see Kobe and MJ go at it. I would love to see Steph and Kyrie go at it. I would love to see KD and LeBron go at it. Those are great. I love it. It's so crazy because like they used to have those pay-per-view one-on-one matchups. I know it kind of fell apart. There were supposed to be, you know, Shaq, Kevin Garnett, Hakeem Olajuwon. There was like all these names being thrown around there and it kind of fell apart. It's crazy that that's something that hasn't happened. That's why I think this league is so perfect because there should be one-on-one professionally uh, in matchups. So I think this is amazing that you're doing this. Everyone, make sure you check out the Ones Basketball League Finals, July 15th and 16th in Las Vegas. Uh, 22 players competing for a $250,000 prize. Uh, Tracy, anything else you want to tell us about the uh, finals coming up? No, man, it's it's going to be an emotional day, um, you know, come championship Saturday. You, you're talking $250,000, you know, a player's going to win and somebody's life is going to change. But these guys are going to have their family there. It's going to be a celebration, um, just a really good feel moment. I can't wait to experience that. For sure. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, everyone, go follow Tracy on Twitter, too. He's back on Twitter, TMAC underscore 213. Go follow my guy. Uh, and if you guys want to hear more episodes of this podcast, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen. And until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>